Welcome to the Young Lions Podcast, where we exist to equip teenagers to be bold in their walk with Jesus. We want them to know what they believe, why they believe, and how the Bible applies to their everyday life. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? It's Chase, one of Wes's interns. Uh, I was, I'm not allowed to be the only host, so Madison, come on. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Chase is Chase. like, and he's like, man, I, every episode now, I'm just going to throw Madison under the bus. You roast somehow. me. It's got to be that, bro. Like, I can't be nice, bro. Wow, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I see how it is. No, it's fine. No, I get it. I get it. I understand. Um, Anyways. Why, why are we here? Well, today's question, I believe, is why should I believe in God? Why should I believe in God? Chase, why should I believe in God? Um, why should we believe in God? Because he, he is the one, like, if you don't follow God, like, you might live a good life, but God is, like, internal life, like, if you, like, when you die, you will go to heaven and have eternal life with him, but if you don't, then you'll go to hell, and... Yeah, that's good, that's good. You won't have, you know... That's good, and so I think there's this idea, like, God... Like, we live, our generation is very skeptical of a lot of things, right? We're skeptical of advertisement. We're skeptical of entertainment. We're skeptical of just about everything. And I can't help but think of, like, watching Avengers Endgame, right? Yeah. Like, we're skeptical they're going to save the universe, even though we know they are. And we, we just we become skeptical of everything that comes in front of our eyes and ears. And I think it's because we've been sold lies for so long, you know? And especially when it comes to election time and... We see all of the political division in our country. It becomes difficult to like kind of sift through, okay, what's true and what's not, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is we get in our feelings. And when we get in our feelings, we kind of come to this place where we just kind of live our truth and we follow what feels good. And in that place where we're following what feels good, we almost develop a truth that supports what we feel, right? Like instead of checking our heart, instead of making sure that what we believe is something good to believe, we just kind of go with the flow in what we feel. And that's very dangerous. And I don't know about you guys, but I've heard the saying, live your truth, follow your heart. And that's very dangerous. And that has led to all sorts of wacky beliefs, right? I mean, you guys know, like the landscape of today, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Like, what are some things that you guys have seen recently that's like, whoa, what's going on? (laughs) <laughs> there's absolutely nothing y'all can think of no there, i mean there is but you know the time that we almost got killed the other night yes yeah, so chase and i were driving home this i don't I know how don't this relates to this I've whatsoever heard, i don't think <laughs> i've heard about this yet so chase and i were driving home the other night and uh i got him some culver's favorite restaurant uh <laughs> for ice cream and a burger yeah and uh we were we just ate our ice cream and we were headed home and i got over like to get in the right hand lane because there was nobody in the right hand lane and then I merged to the left-hand lane. There was nobody in that lane. And so I, I safely passed through both lanes to get into a U-turn lane. And as I was doing it, this, like, 1970s-looking stock car, beat-up Chevy. I can't remember the name of it. It's the cars they race, um, like the old stock cars that they race. And it, it had to be going 80 miles an hour. And it, I'm, I'm telling you, it was inches from us. Scary. It swerved towards us and swerved to the other lane and kept swerving in and out of the lanes just speeding through the, the stoplight ahead of us. And, and it was kind of crazy. And it made us step back for a moment and go, what just happened? 
Like, we literally sat there in the middle of the road, like, we almost just died. Like, we could have easily just, like, got hit and died right then and there. And I think that that's what happens when we choose to sit in the driver's seat of life. And, and we think, you know, I don't know if there's a God, so I'm just going to live however I feel. And, and we're going 80 miles an hour down the road. We don't care who we hit or what happens to us. We're okay with the death and destruction that our sin brings. And I think that's what happened that night. Like he was okay with driving however he wanted to. But the reality is, what if there is somebody we're accountable to? Mm-hmm. Like what if there is a God that we have, have to follow, that we have to live up to? And I think the two strongest arguments for is there a God uh, would be the problem of evil. If there's a God, how do, why does evil exist? Right. And uh, what, what evidence do we actually have for God? And so really, I think we should just start off with some science, you know. Mm-hmm. There's this term called naturalism, which is an atheist and, and, and scientific belief that we are just here to be here. Right. We don't have purpose. We don't have meaning. Uh, we are here to be the top of the food chain. And there is no truth in life. Like, we're, we're a part of nature. See, I think that that might be one of the, I think purpose is a, one of the bigger reasons as to why I believe in God, because... Without it, it does. It just doesn't make sense. Right. You know? There's a lack of purpose for your life, and naturalism, you know, to its natural end, says there is no God. You can live however you want. You are here because you're here, a part of nature. Well, the problem is you have to like. That's a very intimidating thought, right? Like it, it kind of. It's hard to wrestle with it until you take a step back, and this is where you got to have to really follow what I'm saying. Okay, the atheist is making a claim about life okay they are claiming this to be inherently true they're 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 making if i say the grass is green that means i believe my premise my truth my claim that the grass is green and the premise or the piece of truth the atheist is trying to claim to be true is that there is no god and there is no meaning to life that there is no truth but in order for him to claim something to be true he has to believe that there is truth But his worldview doesn't believe in truth, so his worldview defeats itself. Like his view of life, if you're following me, Mm -hmm. is built on the idea that there is nothing that's true. There is no truth. There is no biblical truth. But yet he's making a claim that he believes to be true about reality. It's like if I asked you the question, do you believe in absolute truth? Yeah. Like is something true? Is murdering wrong? Oh, yeah. Like, that's true in yeah, every yeah. situation. If you just murder somebody because you hate them, you don't like them, you no longer want them to exist, we'd say it's wrong, right? right? If you did it just for fun, we'd say it's wrong. Absolute truth is something that is true independent of you. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's true regardless of whether or not we exist on the face of the earth. Yeah. Now, play devil's advocate for a moment. Do you believe in absolute truth? Yes. <laughs> devil's advocate. You're supposed to say no. Say oh, no. No, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> But by saying no, to be- you don't believe in absolute truth. You believe it to be absolutely true that there is no absolute truth. That made my brain hurt a little. And so it, it, it's this idea, basically, that in order for you to deny truth, you have to use truth. You can't do it. Yeah, gotcha. That makes sense? Okay, that makes yeah. sense? It's like yeah. saying, I don't believe in the English language while you say the sentence in English. <laughs> That's what it's like, okay? And, and so somebody had to have created the human language. Well, who, who created it? Well, humans that used English, right? We put together sounds and vowels and verbs, and and we made a a linear kind of table of how those sounds are used to communicate to each other. 
And truth is the same way, right? Truth exists independent of us. And so there has to be some creator of that truth. And I would say that God created that truth. Well, then the question becomes, you know, is it the Christian God or is it not? And we'll get to that at the end of the episode. But at least for now, we can recognize that to even recognize that there is evil in the world, you have to believe in truth, right? Why? What, what's wrong with suffering, Chase? What's wrong with suffering? Um, it can hurt you in a lot of ways. Okay. If you murder somebody, would you call that evil? Yes. Yeah. Well, why is it evil? Because you're taking a, a human life, like you're taking their life away from them. What's wrong with that? I mean... Did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong. There, like something, we recognize that that's wrong. Why, why do we recognize that that's wrong? Because we know something is right. And the yeah. reason we know that something is right is because there is something that's true independent of us. Who created that truth? Well, I would argue that a God did. Okay. And uh, so the ability to recognize evil in the world shows that you recognize their truth. Somebody had to create that truth. That's the first thing. Okay. Now, how do we have proof of God's existence? Well, I can't see God. I can't feel God. I can't touch God, okay? And it's kind of like this. You know, when you create a watch, like if I walked into the middle of a forest and I saw a beautiful Rolex watch, just handcrafted, it was amazing, and I started screaming, that watch created itself. You would look at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) There, There was a creator of that watch. And in the same way, there's a creator of the universe. But let me ask you, do you see the human that created that watch in that watch? No. Can you feel him in that watch? No. Can you hear him in that watch? No. Can you touch him in that watch? No. Why? Because he's not like... Because he's not the watch. Yeah. And so when we ask, well, why can't I feel, hear, see, or touch God? Think about it like that. God created us. We're finite. God is infinite. God is not a part of his creation. God's not a piece of grass. God's not the sky. Like God, God cannot be a part of his creation. Therefore, he has to exist outside of it. But that doesn't mean we still don't see God's presence and God's fingerprint in his creation. Enough to take a step back and go, you know what? There has to be a God. I'm going to love him and worship him. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. And so there's this idea of, well, why can't I see and experience God in my life? Well, I don't think you're trying hard enough. Because God has made himself known to everybody. And perhaps the easiest way to know God is to read about him in his word, the Bible. Do you guys believe in George Washington? Mm-hmm. That he existed? Yeah. Why do you believe he existed? Because there was good in history books and all that good stuff. Do you, you believe those? Yeah. Why? Uh because people tell us to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know why. Okay. And we hold them as accurate because there's several copies of the history books and, and people that tried really hard to honestly record the information. And so, okay, we say George Washington lived. Okay. Well, George Washington's biographies and, and, and the same for Plato and the same for several other people, they were all written years after they lived. And there are very few manuscripts. Mm-hmm. The Bible was written within months of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and there are thousands of copies of what happened. And we think that we can't trust the Bible. Now, it may have bizarre imagery, and it may have bizarre stories, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Okay, you have to understand two words, prescriptive and descriptive. If I'm sick and I go to the store, Mm -hmm. what does the doctor do? Give you a prescription. A prescription 
medicine that I take to make me feel better, right? If I'm describing something, what am I doing? You're explaining what something is. You're explaining, or, or you're telling somebody what happened, right? Right. There are lots of parts in the Bible where God is describing what happened. He's describing how somebody raped somebody. He's describing how somebody did awful things. Is he prescribing us to do that? No. He's not telling us to do that. He's just telling us what happened. And so there's a big difference that you have to understand when it comes to that. And so if we can kind of just recap what we've learned so far, what was the first thing we talked about, about evil? Like murdering somebody is evil. Okay, but but that tells us what? Evil tells us what? That there's a truth. That there's truth, and truth had to come from? God. God. God, okay. And then the second thing we answered is, well, why can't we see God? Right. And our answer to that was? Is because it's like, kind of like the watch examples, because God is not this table that was created, or God the grass that... You know, we see every day. So we can see his presence. Like if, if that designer watch put his signature on it, we, we can we can feel his presence. We, we know that he that like he made the watch, even though we can't literally see the creator of it. Uh, and so we, we recognize evil. Okay, we, we know that God has revealed himself through creation. Mm-hmm. And we know that we can trust the Bible. And the Bible claims that Jesus is God. Okay, deity. That's the word for Jesus is God. You got that? Deity. deity. Okay, it means something is God, deity. The Bible also claims that Jesus really did die, and he really did raise again from death to life. You guys got that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Deity, say it with me, deity. 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 Death. 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 Resurrection. 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 And that is what this entire episode climaxes at, in the deity, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And and what's something that y'all know, y'all can say it by now, I say it all the time, the blank, blank, blank is the most blank. Can you say it? Can you quote it? <laughs> the deity, death, and resurrection of Jesus is the single most undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> Listen, I'm not good at thinking of things. On undefeated the spot. and unchallenged fact in history gotcha. by Christians okay. and atheists alike. Okay, people cover it up, people deny it, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Chase's stretch here. Oh my goodness, y'all are <laughs> killing the mics. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Dr. Mike, no. Oh my Not goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, what are y'all's, y'all's concluding thoughts? So basically, we can trust in the Bible, can trust that it's true, and that Christianity isn't just a false religion. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Chase, what you got? Um, Pretty much like what Madison said is like, it's a like, you be- like you can believe like that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is true because it's the most undefeated thing in history. In history, right? And God allows uh, good thing, bad things to happen to good people for a reason. If He got rid of all the evil in the world, He'd have to get rid of us. And so there's a reason that suffering exists. There's a reason. Uh, more of a story. God is good. Hope is alive. Death is defeated, and we can trust in Jesus and trust the Bible. And the Bible will change our lives. Chase, this is the part where you outro us. How? (laughs) (laughs) You say we'll see you in the next episode. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode.